0: Welcome to Season 4 of eCommerce Fastlane. This podcast helps resilient entrepreneurs thrive with Shopify. And now on Episode 198. You're listening to eCommerce Fastlane, the podcast show to help you build, manage, grow, and scale a successful and thriving company. Powered by Shopify. Listen to real conversations with partners and subject matter experts as they share proven practical strategies, platforms, and the best Shopify apps to help you accelerate your business. The time is now for you to improve efficiencies, grow revenue, profit, and lifetime customer loyalty. Please welcome your host, startup founder, and strategic advisor,
1: Steve Hutt.
0: This episode is brought to you by Fast Simon, a leader in AI-powered shopping optimization for Shopify merchants. You can now engage your customers, boost your sales, and uplift your average order value with advanced search, personalization, merchandising, and discovery functionalities. As a Shopify merchant, you need the best of breed apps to differentiate and thrive in today's e-commerce landscape. Fast Simon has designed its platform with scalable infrastructure and customization in mind. Their new React UI component library simplifies the integration of AI shopping optimization with headless commerce and custom Shopify e-commerce storefronts. The new library can allow you to increase conversions through speed and AI of its shopping optimization platform, including merchandising, smart collections, search, personalization, visual discovery, cross-selling, upselling, and you name it, all with a few lines of code. As a shopify merchant fast simon understands your needs and offers multiple store views within the same dashboard copy settings between stores manage production staging and development stores role-based access controls and most importantly they have 24 7 world-class support now fast simon has powerful features tailored to the needs of shopify brands you can now address your audience's buying intent across different points in the customer journey Whether your shoppers are browsing or if they have a clear intent to buy, get the tools to move your first-time visitors towards making a purchase by offering a unique buying experience through personalization and visual discovery. Fast Simon has also partnered up with Shopify's point-of-sale system, which is actually fantastic for those retailers listening today with an online store and traditional brick-and-mortar locations or even a pop-up shop. They also play nice in ecosystem partners like Klaviyo, Yachtpo, Stamped, Facebook, Instagram, so much more. You can even pull unlimited data from about anything in your online store and utilize it in your marketing tech stack. The more data you integrate, the more audience insights and personalization possibilities that you'll discover. Thousands of e-commerce merchants and agencies trust Fast Simon as they are a member of the Shopify Plus Certified App Program. You'll get great results, maximum flexibility, and unrivaled time to market. And right now, Fast Simon is offering a 14-day free trial for all my listeners. This also includes 30% off for the first three months. So check out their website at FastSimon.com. And to take advantage of my listener-only discount and free trial, head on over to ecommercefastlane.com forward slash FastSimon. This is the only app you will need for all of your shopping optimization needs. So go check them out, FastSimon.com. Well, hey there, it's Steve and welcome back to the e-commerce fast lane podcast. Now, if this is your first time listening, this is an e-commerce show where we have honest and transparent conversations about building and thriving with your store powered by Shopify or Shopify Plus. Now, if you're an ambitious lifelong learner, which you probably are since you're here today, you're definitely in the right place. Now new episodes are available twice weekly with your favorite podcast players like Apple podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and many more. You can also stream current episodes, including a very relevant back catalog. I think today it's 197 episodes of partners in the Shopify ecosystem and the problems they're solving, a lot of great offers and things. So go check out ecommercefastlane.com and that back catalog. In today's episode, my guest is Aaron Rubin, who's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Ship Hero. You've likely heard of them. They're a very popular direct-to-consumer software solution, but they're also a 3PL partner and they use their own software to actually fulfill orders for you, so they're two sides of their business very very interesting so glad he's here today they really are an amazing company they're us-based which is fantastic full service like i said fulfillment and warehouse management software it's all together and they really do help these shopify and other brands but these e-commerce direct-to-consumer opportunities available with their software or directly fulfilled so it's really amazing Please make sure you also listen through to the end of this episode because I know we chat in the green room before recording today and I understand there's going to be an exclusive listener-only bonus for those that need software to fulfill your orders or are looking for a 3PL. So hi Aaron, welcome to E-commerce Fastling. Hey Steve, glad we're doing this first time. Absolutely. Yeah, so let's, you know, I hopefully didn't butcher at the top of the show here, but I'd love to hear it in your own words, you know, you being a founder, like what does ShipHero do and the problems that both the software and then the done for you services. Let's just kind of unpack all that first.
1: Yeah, sure. And after that, I'm going to ask you who's the 200th guest. I want to, All right, that's I want a good to see one. If you'll tease that. <laughs> Maybe get Toby on or something I Yeah, that. I wish I'll I'll, I'll DM them and be like, you got to be on. Come on. (laughs) Sounds good. Um, All right. So uh, we help brands get their orders shipped, sort of simple version. So we do it in two ways. So we have five warehouses in the US that you can outsource your fulfillment to. Our model is a little unique in that as a merchant, you send all your products to one of those warehouses. We take that product, we move it among all five, and then we ship it. Uh, Anywhere in the US at a really competitive flat rate, so there's no zones and you don't have to worry about moving your product among five warehouses. We do that all for you. So that's our outsource fulfillment model. And then if you own your own warehouse, we have what I'll say with a little bit of ego the best software for shipping those orders. So customers often come to us because their warehouse is chaotic and they're sort of making things up as they go. And if that sounds like you, ShipHero will bring some process and tools to your warehouse, which means your inventory will be correct and you won't be making any more shipping mistakes. Just to give you an idea of who we work with, software is used by merchants shipping 100 orders a day. We have merchants shipping 10,000 orders a day. And we have more than 50 million Shopify orders shipped with ShipHero each year.
0: It's pretty impressive and I'm glad that it split off and you obviously eat your own dog food, meaning you're using your own software to run your own warehouses.
1: Yeah, the same thing that we're shipping with, you get the same software in your own warehouse.
0: It's interesting that you're allowing for orders to go to one location and then you deal with the forecasting and the demand side of that and knowing where to move products around to geographical areas. I mean, there could be weather dependent product that is selling better in, in one market versus another and I guess you kind of understand that analytics and kind of can make the appropriate it moves.
1: Yeah. And we also have trucks going every day. So sometimes we wait and see, right? So demand's peaking somewhere. On the next truck, we send some more out to that location. Ah, Uh, So we try to get ahead of it. Ah, very cool.
0: So let's talk about your journey, because I think it's always interesting why people build what they build. It's a lot more, I know, than just MRR, this monthly recurring revenue and having a SaaS company and all that. I think there's a bigger story behind it. Than just trying to earn a living with this sort of thing. So let's talk about what uniquely positions you, I guess, and the founding team on a couple points. Number one, the desire, like, why are you building this? And then where did all the expertise come from? to build the ship hero platform.
1: Yeah. So funny enough, I waited until actually I was good on earning an income. So I, I was already had that settled before I started ship hero. So ah. I had an e-commerce company that I started in college okay. as sort of like make a couple extra bucks. And this is back in 1999, Wow, okay. um, I'm, I'm 41. So pre pre Google days yeah, and pre-Shopify. then way pre Shopify. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So homegrown built it okay. using Pearl. And my background is as an engineer. So I dropped out of school because it took off. I ran it. And then around 2013, the company had become, the e-commerce company had been successful enough that I was able to sort of hire a CEO, let someone else run that and put my time into something new. And running a, you know, a fairly small brand, you know, five to 10 million in annual revenue and being a logistics nerd and a programmer, I was like always really frustrated with, The manual processes in the warehouse and sort of the lack of good tech was basically like you can buy something for, you know, 20 bucks a month. That was print labels and really basic, or you could buy something for a million dollars that was super cool. But for everyone in the middle, he sort of there just wasn't anything good. So that's what we set out to build. Yeah. Solving your own problems. So
0: I was on your website recently and I noticed that there is a link talks about this ship hero kind of accelerator program and i think this is for e-commerce startups are able to kind of unpack that a bit and just share with the listeners like what is this ship hero accelerator program and why did you launch it
1: yeah so it actually came out of a conversation on twitter and and the idea was to give back to 20 small e-commerce brands a year and see if we can help them grow much more quickly by giving them some support on the logistics side so a lot of times someone will start a brand because they're really passionate about you know, making comfortable shoes or, or whatever the product is. And no one's born knowing how to receive that product and how to ship that product and the rest of the supply chain pieces. So we're like, let's grab 20 brands a year that are less than two years old, have received less than a million in funding, and we'll give them a bunch of support with, the software, with a bunch of partners. So we're working with Loop Returns and Shippo as partners in this and, you know, access to our team. And we just want to see if we can help them get really big, really mm-hmm. quickly. And if we can, then it's a
0: success. And then as far as the requirements for these applications, so you're saying so less than two years old or under, maybe just go through those stats again, just so people that are listening today, see if how they fit into the mix here.
1: Yeah. So received less than 1 million in outside funding or less than two years old, those are the main requirements. Those are the main ones. Okay. And then the alignment
0: now with Shippo and Loop Returns and others in kind of the Shopify ecosystem, what would all these benefits be then? Is there some kind of mentorship that goes along with this or is it just more of just better kind of financial terms just to kind of help them along the way?
1: Yeah, so all of that. We're 90% off on our software. Shippo's providing $1,000 in absolutely free postage. Loop Returns is 30% off, which is really big savings. You don't get that with Loop. Yeah. And then there's also a bunch of memberships. So there's going to be a small group for the people in the accelerator. So for them to help each other, we have a dedicated person on our team who will be helping those merchants be live. And then they'll have access to a bunch of members of our team, including myself for sort of guidance on the questions that a lot of brands have around how to deal with importing shipping, returns, all that stuff that we've just been through many times and can help. I love it. So...
0: I'm going to talk a little bit about the pain points of a startup because I deal with quite a few brands. I get DM'd a lot on social media. Actually, my next call after you today is with a leather company that is doing their thing, but trying to get to the next level. And they're asking for some assistance and some like, what do you recommend? Because I have a book of business inside Shopify, 60 brands that I manage, you know, in the five to $200 million range. And so depending on their maturity and complexity, the conversations are different. In the early stages, because I believe that's probably a lot of people that are listening today, you know, is there anything specific that you believe maybe these brands may have these certain pains that they have, at least from your perspective, or maybe they don't even realize they even have these pains. Is there anything that you can share kind of in that realm?
1: Yeah. I love the pains people don't know they have. (laughs) Yeah. So I'll give you a good (laughs) example of one of those. So a brand we started working with, I won't mention their name. Uh They said that they're not quite sure what their inventory is. So what they do is they have a new drop every Friday. But for every size and color variation, they list for sale 10 units less than they think they have. Then what they do is once that sells out, because their drops typically sell out, they then then go back, see how many products they actually have, and then they relist that inventory Later. And then they're talking through all these like problems of like, well, we don't have enough room in the warehouse because we have all these old SKUs that I just have a few units and this on and on. And I'm like, why don't you know how much inventory you have that you're having to take this hack? And they're like, well, and I'm like, no, no, there's no well, there's no but. Like, you need to know how much inventory you have and then sell what you have. Right. So the way I typically think about it is most merchants they're just starting and it's chaos and they often don't sit there and think about, okay, what's the process, right? Like Mm -hmm. how should this work? Instead they just keep hacking on this little thing Mm -hmm. and that little change and this, all these silly things like not selling all your products to get around it. And then not realizing that, Hey, this is actually an addressable pain. You could Mm -hmm. do things right. You just need to rethink it, right? Go back to basics what's the right process here, not just take the process that you just randomly started with because you didn't know anything better to do, and now it's been two years later, and you went from 10 orders a day to 500 orders a day, but you're still using that 10 order a day process because you haven't... sat down and thought about it. Yeah.
0: I see that quite a bit, almost like duct tape a little bit, just because you're so working on the business or working in it, I mean, and then, you know, instead of working on it. And I think it makes sense to pause, you know, just intentionally take the time to think about a standard operating procedure about like, what do you need to do here and just organize it correctly <laughs> inventory side of it. I and mean, it seems like such a basic thing, but if all of a sudden, yeah, you're starting running out of space and these certain issues. Yeah, definitely, definitely would totally agree with that. In
1: business in general, to interrupt for a second, the idea of every once in a while, like intentionally zooming out, right. And imagining you're not the person who's there every day, right. You take like that beginners or that outside mindset and just say like, okay, let's take a break. Let's look at this from the outside what here looks ridiculously stupid, right? And when you do that, there's always thinking like, oh my God, if someone else ran their business this way, I'd be like, why? Right. And I think sometimes we're too in the business to remember to take that time, but it's like super valuable, right? Because you go from this problem that is like a daily nagging issue <laughs> to like, well, no, actually we solved that and next year. This is just not even a thing, right? Because we Thought it through.
0: Another question I have is, and this comes up once again with many brands that I manage, but why should someone switch? you know, I'm going to call it from like simple labeling software. Like it could be built right into Shopify. Now there could be a scale thing where I'm sorry, but you're printing like a thousand or 2000 or 5,000 labels a day inside Shopify. Hmm, Probably not the best use of your time. And maybe there are other tools and things that could kind of outsource some of that fulfillment side of it. But I'm just curious as to kind of like from your perspective, since you have both the done for you kind of fulfillment side, and then you have the software side of the business for people that want to self-fulfill from their own warehouse and run it correctly. I'm just curious is like what are some of the top reasons to go from a labeling system over to more of an integrated kind of shipping software solution like chip hero
1: yeah so the normal process is it's the brand owner they know everything right they know all the products they know where everything is they're living and breathing this thing right they're dreaming about their business and they're doing the shipping and everything's working pretty good they get busy sort of the first thing you typically will hire someone to do, right, is, okay, let someone else box these orders. I can go work more on sales, marketing, customer success, things like that. So you hire one person, you hire two people, you hire three people. And the chaos that you are able to manage with like a superhuman effort, right, because <laughs> your employees aren't going to, right? It's, it's no. not fair for expect them to live and breathe your business. So when that happens things start to fall apart and they do it slowly, right? So you go from never making a shipping mistake to occasionally making a shipping mistake to 1% of the time, right? Making a shipping mistake. So you're 99% accurate. It's sort of like that slowly boiling frog. I Again, mean, it's one of those things, zoom out, look at it. You're like, wait, why would I ruin my relationship with 1% of my customers by shipping them the wrong product, right? Like, why don't I ship them all the right product, right? And that's doable. And typically that's when they would benefit from working with someone like us, that has the tools and the processes so that you're not making those shipping mistakes. You don't have wrong inventory.
0: What's interesting too is when I think about the software or making a decision to, you know, move to a 3PL, I always think about, are you offering great customer experience? I always think post-purchase experience. I just had loop returns on recently. And, you know, that's one of his claim to fame. Jonathan, he was talking about the fact that this is something that a lot of brands don't think about, like get away from the friction of returns are going to happen. And the easier that you make it happen, then the long-term lifetime value you're going to get out of the customer, because they're going to say, Hey, you know, it's not right for me because it was wrong color or size, not a big deal. Here's here's how you can swap it. Here's how we can exchange it for you and give you credit You can instantly do it. It's so interesting that that's available. I'm just curious, maybe from your side now, it's like, Hey, you have software that people can use to fulfill their orders. Is there like a hidden value in helping a brand maybe deliver better customer experience or just help them grow their business because they have access to your software?
1: Yeah. So there's, there's two ways. So the first one is there's this invisible, vampire in your retention, which is the best way to lose a customer is take an order from them on Black Friday and then follow up a week later, say, hey, that product you ordered, we actually don't have it, Uh, right? The odds that that customer is coming back next Christmas (laughs) to buy a gift is zero, right? (laughs) It's easy. Just don't do that, right? Like don't have those unknown out of stocks. So that's one. Don't oversell, right? (laughs) And amazingly, people put up with that as sort of a normal part of business, which is like, well, we don't know exactly what we have, so we occasionally oversell, right? That you shouldn't. It's just, it costs you 50 bucks to acquire that customer or you just threw them away, right? So that's one. And then the second one is reducing that sort of background constant work that, you know, you as the founder have when you're dealing with sort of these duct tape together processes and systems where you're always spending a bit of your effort on problem resolution and dealing with things that are suboptimal. When you get that squared away and working correctly, it's just going to free you up to focus on what everyone wants to be working on, which is what's the product that's going to sell? What's the marketing message that's going to sell? How do I retain my customers? What's the right follow up email to get that second, third, fourth order, right? That's where you're making your money, not in the warehouse, but. You don't solve your warehouse problems you're never gonna stop having to work there
0: yeah it kind of reminds me of a book i read I know, quite a few years ago but i'm kind of paraphrasing here but satisfied customers tell three friends but the angry customers tell three thousand <laughs> so
1: especially today so- on social media it's so easy to blast the brand for like <laughs> they ruined my kid's christmas because he wanted yeah. this and they said they had it and they uh-huh. didn't
0: yeah it happens every day Absolutely. So I'm going to pivot a bit over to I'm going to call them notable peers. You're not the first software solution to kind of help, I guess, enhance what you know Shopify's platform does natively. Maybe for the early stage companies that you know externally connect to allow labels to be printed and these sorts of things. You're a much more advanced solution, but I'm going to call them IMS, this inventory management systems, or even WMS, another word that's kind of thrown around as warehouse management software solutions. You know, you can do a quick search in the App Store or go to Google and type WMS or IMS. And, you know, there's notable peers out there for sure. But I know that ShipHero, other than the fact that your software is a separate entity or a done for you fulfillment service. So you have two sides of the business, but I'm just curious on just the intentionality around how you're different than maybe others in the Shopify ecosystem.
1: Yeah. So, you know, Shipo. I think you've had Laura on recently, right? I did. Yes. They're great great partners of ours. ShipStation station's probably the most popular one that mm-hmm. merchants start with. Yeah. And typically that's where merchants start and they sort of graduate to us. And it's a different solve, right? So if you're solo or, you know, you and family member are doing the shipping, like Shippo or ShipStation, those are great solutions they're super reliable and super easy to get started with. And then once that team starts to grow, right? And it's not you or you and a family member or two, you need a little bit more of a process and a little more of software tools to get there. And then one thing on the Shopify ecosystem, it's funny story. When we started in 2013, I submitted to the Shopify app store. It was a big, exciting day for us. And I got an email from a won't say the person's name, but someone at the Shopify app store sent an email from his personal email saying, Hey, seems like you guys are doing good work. I just want to give you a heads up that Shopify is really just to serve really small merchants and you're fishing in the wrong pond with your product. That's tended for people that are doing a couple hundred orders a day or more. That's not what Shopify is. And that's not what Shopify will be. I was like, I was using Shopify as a merchant, and I'm like, it's the best platform, it's getting better the fastest, like, mm-hmm. I'm still betting on this, On this, yeah. and we did, and it obviously turned out to be the right bet, but I thought that was pretty funny how in the early days, yeah. it wasn't so obvious that Shopify was the place to build a solution like ours, but certainly mm-hmm. very glad we did. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let's talk about Q4. We're, you know, in the middle of that right now, the holiday season is definitely around the corner. It's all the conversations, all social media is blowing up about, you know, these tips and tactics and guides and how to's of BFCM and how to be different this year. There's been, you know, some conversations about maybe in lieu of discounting, have you thought about some of the philanthropy side or the giving side or, you know, just supporting your local charities and there's lots of different tools and software. And there's been conversations too about, you know, doing live selling is another interesting area people are trying to expand out into or, you know, really digging into influencers, these micro influencers, like maybe under 10,000 followers. And there's other different things even getting on streaming television ads now for a little bit bigger brands who can afford to be on smart televisions and stuff like that. Pretty neat. Some really cool new things that are coming down the pike for sure that people may want to think about. But from your perspective, you're on the front lines with so many direct-to-consumer brands. Is there anything notable that you can kind of share today about how people can prepare for this inevitable rush that's going to happen?
1: Yeah. So I'm more optimistic than most than I was last <laughs> okay. year in okay. terms of yeah. like the supply chain crunch. Our, yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think it's going to be so bad. We got through it last year pretty well. Obviously, Mm -hmm. gift cards are always a great option, especially Mm -hmm. late, because it will be... It's always hard to get products to customers the last few days. Gift cards do that. I think if you're running your own warehouse, what you should be thinking about is people and making sure that you have uh, training program in place. So if you do need to add people, you can. The labor situation is really tight right now. And there's a lot of competition for warehouse labor. So have a backup plan for if you lose a member or two of your warehousing team, how are you going to ramp up a new person Right, if they leave December 1st? Mm Because I saw $3,000 signing bonuses the other day while driving to one of our warehouses up on the highway, right? And someone who's offered $3,000 December time, they might say, hey, you know, I'm going to go sign there and get some really great Christmas gifts for my family, right? So I think that's one place you should be prepared. I think the stock issues in terms of inbound stock, like either you've solved that already or you haven't. It's really late at this point to sort of change your plan for how you're going to get stock in. And then for stock going out, there's some customers that are going to do early promos. Hero Cosmetics also, I think, is doing their promo November 1st. So I think Black Friday, Cyber Monday, even last year, we saw that move into the beginning of November instead of the end. And I think this year, you're going to see a lot more of that from a lot bigger brands. And it's a smart move. There's really no reason why, you know, the U.S. Thanksgiving is the kickoff day. You can Mm -hmm. start a little earlier and make everyone's life, especially the shipping carrier's life, a little easier by getting that volume in early.
0: I'm going to add to you know supply chain side of it fair enough if you haven't solved it now you don't know what's coming in or it's you know delayed on the ports and stuff once again labor problems containers are are backed up i know like longshoremen and stuff i have family friends that are longshoremen and they're working double shifts they're really trying their best to get these containers moved around the country you know as needed i'm in vancouver so i'm in a very large port But one thing I think it's interesting, though, is another option in lieu of maybe some of the supply chain challenges is thinking about are there complementary products available for your brand that maybe you don't carry regularly, but maybe it would enhance the overall brand experience. I think of like, you know, for example, there's, you know, a pretty famous shoe retailer and what they've chosen to do. And there's some software out there. One is called Caro, C-A-R-R-O, or another brand's called Convictional. But there's a few others out there that really tightly Shopify, but the great thing about it is, is that it allows for a relationship to happen between two Shopify brands together. And you could say, Hey, so Steve Madden is the brand. And I, I know there's a public case study on him, but what he's done is big into shoes and mega retails around North America. But when you go to his online store, he has a lot of other complementary accessories, be it handbags and other different things that aren't Steve Madden branded product, but they're premium brands that he wants to align himself with. And so there is software available that allows you to sync particular skews into your shopify store and then the other company that's let's say the handbag company and so you can show everything on your website your shoes and somebody else's handbags or any other product for that matter. And then when someone adds to the cart, you can certainly adds to the whole brand experience and stuff like that increases average order value, a lot of different benefits come out of it. And then with this middleware software, then it shows up in the other person's admin, and then they can fulfill the order, almost like two orders would arrive, you got shoes from Steve Madden, but the handbag comes from another company. But you're paying your bill on stevemadden.com, fair enough. But the back end, the office, they kind of connect to each other for fulfillment. So that's one idea you might want to think about is that if there's challenges right now with supply chain or you may be running out now is probably a great time to think about Carol or convictional and building kind of relationships with other vendors that are non-competitive to you but maybe complementary to your mix of product
1: yeah it's a very cool idea and i think maybe Brooklyn is doing that as well uh-huh. absolutely Yeah.
0: Love Brooklyn. And actually we're in Canada. My wife, good story and fulfillment story again. They've, I'm not sure how they do it, but they've got it dialed. In Canada, we're always thinking about, well, we order something. It's going to be like four or five days, maybe a week maybe seven, 10 days. That literally came overnight. It was shocking how quickly, it's like Nike. Nike comes from Europe somewhere, like literally in two days to Canada. It's unbelievable how they're able to do that, but that's the whole surprise and delight. I know that's in your wheelhouse too. You have that opportunity available to surprise and delight and have things fulfilled quickly just because you have that capacity in your warehouses.
1: Yeah, we actually have like a northbound program and a southbound program where we move trucks between the countries. And we actually have warehouses in greater Toronto area and Vancouver. We're not open to any new customers in those anymore this year. We're at capacity, but Q1, we will be to go another 200,000 square foot warehouse in Toronto area. And yeah, we'll definitely be helping some of our US brands and some new brands with their Canadian expansion. It's typically good for another 4 or 5% revenue expansion if you can deliver that Canadian feel as an American brand but with a Canadian facility usually
0: using a partner yeah what's interesting is and I always tell brands too that are not fulfilling orders crossing borders like as an international transaction to Canada or on the ground a 3PL like you like out of Toronto let's say and fulfilling the orders directly if you're not doing the Canadian side of the business it's like not selling to Florida or California or New York I mean Canada's 38 million people you couldn't imagine not shipping orders to California seems like ridiculous but that's the reality of not shipping to canada is you're choosing to not ship to california or florida
1: right yeah so one thing we're doing is because we're in both countries we allow the returns to go back to either country which i think also solves and i know loop they mentioned also gets involved with this and we work with some partners and do it ourselves which is you do need to have both ways, right? So if you can deliver the product, but then the returns struggle, then it's really hard to retain that customer, right? Returns are such an important part of customer retention and increasing that lifetime value. So yeah, if you can sell in the country and take returns in the country, you're mm-hmm. going to increase your revenue. And it's basically the same customer, right? It's not like you have to change your messaging or you know change the language or anything, right? It's really a very similar customer to the U.S. customer. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So let's pivot to a story. I mean, we all love stories. There's no doubt. I mean, I think we kind of entrepreneurs and marketers kind of at heart. Those levels of people that are listening today. And I believe it's kind of like the education and the inspiration around these stories that I think kind of motivates a lot of us. And so hopefully I'm not putting you on the spot here, but it'd be great if you could talk a little bit about maybe a recent journey of a Shopify brand, maybe that has made the decision to implement Shapiro. It could be you're fulfilling their orders on their behalf, or they've chosen to use your software and do the self-fulfillment road. So just throw that back to you of anybody of note that you can share some of the details
1: yeah so we have some longer term ones like customers who started with us five years ago at a million in revenue are now are north of 100 million which are cool but i have a customer that have grown a lot really recently so there's a men's skincare brand called black wolf nation It's two brothers sam and alex they started with us september 2020 so not very long ago they were on ShipStation, 1,250-square-foot facility. They wanted the inventory control, and they also liked the rate shopping. What they said was the rate shopping on ShipHero saved them more than the cost of the software, so it was a no-brainer for them. So we're recording in October 2021. So they're now shipping a, a few other brands, so not just Black Wolf. They went from that 1,250-square-foot facility to two facilities. One's 35,000 square feet in Florida. One is 17,000 square feet in California. And they're shipping more than 20,000 orders a week. And that's in 13 months. Uh,
0: That's crazy growth. That's phenomenal. I'm on their website right now. I'll make sure I'll put their link in the show notes for the gentlemen listening today or the ladies that are looking for gifts potentially Uh, for your significant other. They appear to have some, and I'm going to reach out to them directly too and see about a potential podcast recording on founder stories, because that's a really great story. I have a separate dedicated podcast just on the entrepreneurial journey. And it sounds like they've got, yeah, they've got a good story to tell here. So this is great. Thank you for sharing that one.
1: And they're both super cool. And they're brothers, which is sort of a unique founding pair.
0: Yeah, no, I love it. So I'm going to talk a little bit about marketplaces because it's another way of expanding out. So we talked about potentially you know, selling on eBay or Amazon or Etsy, Walmart and Target. I mean, it's all different places. Plus there's all the retailers too. I mean, you think about these major retailers, you'll notice that, you know, when you go, let's say to Nordstrom's at Nordstrom's.com, you take a look like, why is there so much extra product available on their digital property than there is maybe in store? And the reality is there's third-party sellers or there's kind of drop ship arrangements through other vendors and stuff like that. So I'm just curious from your perspective, like how – does Ship Hero kind of integrate with brands that are making the decision that they want to kind of break out of, instead of just their owned property, they want to go out into other channels. How do these orders get fulfilled? And like, how does the communication happen between these marketplaces, Shopify, and or Ship Hero?
1: Yeah, so this is the norm these days. So last Friday, I was at company G Fuel, So their Shopify Plus brand. Back in the early days, they were one of the biggest... Shopify Plus brands. They're still really big, but Shopify's obviously signed a lot of really huge brands these days. <laughs> so they're no longer, I think, a top ten. But they sell Amazon, eBay, Walmart, but then they also sell in Best Buy. So they're gamer supplements, they're supplements for gamers and these RTD drinks. So Best Buy is a customer, right? You know, yeah, you mentioned Nordstrom. That's a common one for our apparel customers. And it's not uncommon to have a merchant that has Three marketplaces, sort of traditional marketplaces, you know, Amazon, eBay, Walmart, and then five to 10 partners. So the marketplaces connect to us via their API. So they will have their app stores and that just plugs right in. And then we sync the data based on the SKUs with Shopify so that, you know, if you sell the product on fulfillment by merchant on Amazon. You don't sell that same product on Shopify and vice versa. And then EDI is the way to connect to the Nordstrom's best buys targets of the world. And we support both of those. EDI requires, you know, typically the bigger merchants have more rules. So there's more of a setup fee and more of a set of process. And there's a compliance with labeling and things like that. So it's not quite as plug and play but massive revenue opportunities, right? Some merchants of ours are shipping trucks at a time to some of these big retailers. So it's definitely something that a lot of brands are diversifying into. It's great for revenue. It's great for diversification. And it's also great for awareness because now you're on store shelves and you might get some of your lifetime value when they buy that direct on your store, but they found you because you were on an end cap at Target or something, right? So definitely something that, brands should be exploring as they get to the 50 or 100 million dollar revenue point point. and the edi meaning
0: electronic data interchange it's a little bit more of an older technology versus kind of like an api connection
1: yeah it's older it's a little clunkier but it's the standard for most old school traditional brick and mortar retailers so it's just part of the process of selling for them i see okay cool
0: so let's talk about your north star we're just in q4 right now i mean you know there's no code freeze yet but i mean that's happening at some point i'm sure you can still onboard not in canada but certainly in the us you can still onboard a few merchants as required based on you know your locations in the us your software is readily available instantly and i know there's a shopify app and things like that just was curious about where's the software headed or where's your you know you mentioned canada some expansion here in the west but i'm just curious overall how are you continue to offer value and assistance for brands kind of moving into 2022?
1: Yeah, I think we want to start helping some brands that are smaller. So that's sort of where we started the $5 million brand range. And then especially with COVID, we started spending a lot of time with brands that are doing $100 million plus in revenue. And then we basically beefed up our onboarding team and our support team so that we can handle those, but then not lose sight of the smaller merchants. You know, that's important to me that we keep being the best product for those merchants that are, you know, not tiny, right? For but sure. that are over a million dollars in revenue and not only if they're, you know, 10 to 100 million in revenue or more. So I think that's important for us. I think we're going to keep pushing on that. And then we have a bunch of partnerships that we've announced recently. You know, Loop and Chippo are two of our big ones and some more are coming as we help our customers a bit more Post purchase as well, where there's a lot of value in visibility, both for you and your customers, on what's shipped and where it is currently, and finding all the lost products. So the more concrete example is, if you ship a customer an order and it gets lost by UPS, FedEx, wherever, and there's no updates, you can now see that in Shapiro. So you can be proactive and reach out to the customer. And coming in Q1 you'll be able to do automation. So via, let's say, a Klaviyo or your other messaging system, send an email to a customer saying, hey, we mm-hmm. see this product is stuck, and we're just letting you know. And that'll give you credibility with your customers so they'll feel better. Hey, these guys and gals are looking out for me. And mm-hmm. also take a little bit of the work off of your customer support team, where instead of customer reaching out to you and saying, where's my product, you're reaching out to them in advance of that email, saying, hey, we know your product's lost. Here's our policy. If it hasn't moved within a week, we're going to reship it. You don't have to do anything, we got you covered.
0: Mm, love it. I know it reminds me of a solution I interviewed, I don't know, a couple months back called Malomo, kind of a post-purchase experience landing page. But yeah, they definitely do proactive connections and kind of real-time lookup of these carriers, whatever the particular order was shipped on and proactively messaging through SMS or through email through a connected partner, you know, being the postscripts or the attentives or the Clavio and these sort of connections, you know, that most brands probably already have in the Shopify world. It's nice that you're also doing the same or similar thing. And I see you also connect to a lot of other great partners. I think of Arca, like for boxes, people looking for the proper box connections. And I see uh, order metrics and, you know, inventory planner just, well, recently got acquired, I guess, from through another company, but it's interesting. There's a lot of great partners. And I think that's a, a smart decision, I think to, Hey, stay in your zone a little bit, but appreciate the fact that brands have a particular tech stack that they love. They want to keep, they don't want to change it, but they also want to enhance their overall customer experience. I think that's where you fit in nicely. You play nice with other partners in the Shopify ecosystem. So I think that's very notable. Yeah, for sure. So Aaron, we are nearing the end of the show for today, but like what insights or takeaways uh, would you like to leave with our listeners today?
1: Yeah. So, you know, we're coming up on peak. That's max chaos. If you're running your own warehouse and max stress, if you're outsourcing to someone else. So it's late, but it's still possible to make a change. I wouldn't drag my feet now. If you're not comfortable that you have the right setup in place for holidays, now's the time to solve that. I wouldn't wait any longer. If you want to lose a customer, best way to do it is take an order during Black Friday, Cyber Monday, follow up three days later and say, hey, we don't have that product. So don't do that. And if you're not confident that you're not going to do that, right? If you're like, yeah, we might, we might do that to some people, yeah, reach out to us, let us explain to you how you can make sure that that never happens and your retention numbers, your lifetime value will appreciate it. And also it's the right thing to do for your customers.
0: And we have the option of, like I said, the full service kind of fulfillment kind of at scale, I'm going to call it even for the small businesses, but even all the way up to 10,000 or more orders a day, you can handle all of that. And, or if you're, you know, just kind of outgrowing either Shopify or ShipStation or other tools and things, if you're outgrowing that, the other option will be to go with your warehouse management software solution of ship
1: yep exactly and we serve some of the the biggest plus brands pretty litter burst oral care universal music group but then we also serve lots of people that you know like black wolf when they were starting out right you know a thousand two thousand square foot warehouse something small shipping out of their basement like if that's where you are and you're growing we can help so how can people
0: learn more about your solution? Where do you want to direct our listeners today?
1: Yeah, so Shapiro.com first. Second of all, in the App Store. I love sending people to the App Store because the App Store gives you reviews that are unbiased, right? If you Google uh, yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. you never know if it's a pay-to-play website or not, right? <laughs> Shopify App Store, as both a merchant and an app owner, I can tell you it's... There's no way to game that, right? No. The reviews are legit and always from a real customer. So mm. you can trust that. We have, it's like five stars on one and 4.8 stars on the other app, all with over hundred reviews and really see how some merchants will explain how, like we changed their business, right? In yeah. a really meaningful, important way. And if you read those reviews, you feel some of them where you're like, okay, yeah, this person really appreciated what the software did. And I think that's important, right? That's what you're looking for. As a merchant, you want the app that's not going to be a little bit better. It's going to transform your business. And yeah. and we do that for a lot of merchants. Other ways you can find us is we put a lot of content out on YouTube. So youtube.com forward slash Shapiro. We did one series where we took a 150,000 square foot empty building and turned it into an e-commerce warehouse and sort of like five, six videos of how that's done. People seem to really like that. See what the process is mm-hmm. and learn how to set up your own. And then lastly, we're on Twitter. If you want to reach me at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, and A-N-D, M-L, Molary. Follow me there. I post probably way too often but ditto a little bit of
0: manual a little bit of automation for me also when it comes to twitter but i'll make sure i put all this stuff in the show notes so people can get a hold of ship directly and take a look at both apps both the software side and then the fulfillment side there's a few apps in there for that this is probably a great time to talk about the offer that we you know we talked in the green room and I mentioned at the top of the show but anything you can share about a listener only bonus for today
1: yeah so we're going to offer three months free Mm-hmm. If you sign up for our software before the end of this year, and then if you want to use our outsourced fulfillment offering, we'll give you two thousand dollars of fulfillment for free. First two thousand dollars free, and to access that, you could either email Shopify Deals at com. That's Shopify Deals at com, or shiphero.com forward slash fast lane. One word. All right, cool. And
0: that'll be, and I'll redirect that over. Yeah. So that'll be your landing page, and then going over that offer. Pretty good deal. So. Shopify deals at shiphero.com first 90 days for free on the software. So now's a great time. So if you feel that you have kind of outgrown or not really sure what you're missing, because there is a little bit of FOMO here too, I think a lot of brands are self-fulfilling and they're using your software. You don't know what you don't know. So now's a great opportunity to cost you nothing, process all your orders through BFCM with their software, download it now, right? <laughs> the timing is ripe to be able to at least learn this software and, you know, update your processes and system. It seems like a recurring conversation today about just starting early and just making sure that you create some kind of a standard operating procedure. Be intentional. Stop the duct tape. It's time to use some real software to actually help create a better experience for your customers, not overselling. And there's a lot of interesting things here. So that's a lot of my learnings. I scrambled down like a ton of notes today. Life of learning for me, right? So I just wanted to thank you, Aaron, for coming on the show today. And you know, like you know this, but Shopify's mission really is to make commerce better for everyone and it's very clear to me that, you know, Ship Hero, both from leadership side, but just the software side, like you really are in tight alignment. And with So many Shopify brands that you're helping. I love the fact that you know, you've now put together this accelerator program. I think this is a pretty exciting way of giving back to the entrepreneurial world. And, you know, with nearly two million customers on Shopify, it's an interesting place and time to be alive in commerce. So I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show today and sharing your knowledge and your vision and just kind of giving back to this ecosystem.
1: Thank you. It's been a great conversation i appreciate it all
0: right have yourself a great day this episode is brought to you by fast simon a leader in ai powered shopping optimization its revolutionary platform uniquely integrates shopper behavioral and store signals for an e-commerce search strategic merchandising and optimized shopping experiences that dramatically increase conversions and average order value engage your customers boost your e-commerce sales, and uplift your average order value with advanced search and merchandising functionalities. And as I mentioned right now, Fast Simon is offering a 14-day free trial for all my listeners. This also includes a special bonus of 30% off for the first three months. So go check out their website, FastSimon.com. And to take advantage of these offers, my listener-only bonus and free trials, head on over to ecommercefastlane.com forward slash FastSimon. Well, that's it for today's episode. I'd like to thank you, a loyal listener of e Fast Fastlane. It's my hope that this podcast is offering you a ton of value through growth strategies, tactics, and exclusive insider tips on the best Shopify apps and marketing platforms, all with my personal goal to help you build, launch, grow, and scale with Shopify. Thanks for investing some time today and listening to the show. I'm so proud and excited that you have a growth mindset and are a constant learner. I truly appreciate you and your entrepreneurial journey. Enjoy the rest of the week and keep thriving with Shopify.